Alrighty, welcome to part two of Rightly Divide. This is a first in the history of Rightly Divide where we had to do it into two parts. Uh, I would listen to the first part, which I released last night, uh, first before you listen to the second part, otherwise it's not going to make sense. But just in case you don't care about what I'm saying and you still, still just want to listen to part two, uh, we're debunking the idea that Christians say when they say, I cannot hold out course i'm referring to sex the horizontal polka the 20 toes and um we left off of the idea of boundaries and so we're gonna pick it up from there 15 minutes or less uh boundaries sound nerdy to people certain people boundaries sound dorkish boundaries don't sound fun to people who are carnal but the people that do have boundaries don't find themselves in the situations that the people that are laughing at them are in. Um, that's why in high school, personally, I didn't get into drugs. I didn't get into a lot of things because I had boundaries. By, um, by the word, by what my mom and dad taught me, stuff like that. Mainly the word, but mainly God. Um, but those boundaries, people laughed at me, um, just specifically in this area, telling people I'm waiting to have sex before marriage. I'm waiting to, some people were excited and say, yeah, we agree. But there's others that would make fun of me pretty bad. And I'm not saying that to make you feel sorry for me. It's just to teach you that, uh, boundaries aren't going, people that are carnal boundaries are is going to sound funny to them but boundaries keep you safe now specifically in this area that's why this idea is debunked so people who say that they can't hold out is probably because they don't have boundaries for themselves or they haven't seen other christians practice boundaries or set up boundaries for themselves uh, one idea I left off with yesterday was putting yourself into situations where you will slip. Um, so I gave the example yesterday of D uh, Dina in Genesis 34, 1 through 2. I'll read it one more time real quick. And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and defiled her. So Dina was not supposed to be in this area. Uh, I don't know why she had the desire to go to this place or to ch to be with the daughters of the land. It doesn't really say. Um, but she went there, was not supposed to be there. And then she was in this situation with um, Shechem. Uh, I'm not going to go too much in that story after that. But um, we have to watch ourselves. And we have to be real with ourselves. Um, I've met Christians that say, I can be around this stuff. I can listen to this stuff. I can do all these things. I'm totally unaffected. And my answer to them is, okay, probably not right now, but there are seeds that can be sown. Now, I'm not talking about, oh, is it a sin to listen to secular music or watch secular movies? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, 
when you watch junk, it plants seeds. Not that it's sin, but it definitely plants seeds and you got to watch yourself. Um, and you need to make sure that you're studying the word and spending time with God and whatnot um, to make sure you're checking yourself. And so don't put yourself in situations where you're going to mess up. So just to give you an example, um, so like, like I said, if, if you're, it doesn't matter what age, I guess, but if you're dating someone and your girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever it is that they say, oh, my, my parents aren't home. Or if you're an adult and you're on your own, oh, um, let's go to my place. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily a sin if you're alone with that person. I'm not going to say it's a sin. Um, technically, Jesus was alone with the woman at the well. And it wasn't for anything sexual. Obviously, I'm not saying that. But but what I'm saying is, why does that person want you over there? What is their intentions? Um, you just got to be watch yourself and say, hey, uh, why do you, you want to go to your house alone and whatnot? Now, again, you might be listening to that and saying, oh, you're, you're such a nerd. Like, oh, you're such a dweeb. Like, okay. But, hey, um, I never got into those situations. Be and, again, like I said earlier, I got laughed at. I got made fun of. But all the situations that people have talked to me about, I never got in. Now, I'm not giving glory to myself. That's because of God and his principles laid out in his word. I just followed them, so it's all glory to God. Um, but anyways, uh, two more things to mention before um, I end. But look at that one word in Genesis 34, 1 through 2. That last word says defiled her. It said, he saw her and lay with her and defiled her. So this is why Christians get caught up in this idea, I can't hold out. At least from a guy's perspective, and I've been to high school before in a, in a, a locker room. Whenever a guy talks about, oh, I, I, uh, you know, I had sex with her, or um, I banged her, like that's what they say in there. I'm not, I, I'm just using what they would say there, uh, in the locker room. Um, it, other guys would be like, yeah, boy, what's up? Like it's like it's a celebratory thing, and um. That's not what the Bible calls it. It's not scoring. It's not any of that. The Bible calls it defiling. And um, the definition of defile is to make unclean, listen to this, to render foul or dirty in a general sense. Now listen to this part. To corrupt chastity, to debauch, to violate, to tarnish the purity of character by lewdness. This is what the Bible calls it when you're fornicating or you take someone's virginity away and you're not married um i know uh you know you listen to movies or you know friends uh, that you have maybe um they say man we, you need to lose your virginity you need to do it it's just you know yolo you got to do it you just got to get rid of it um that's not what the bible says the bible teaches to keep your virginity until you get married virginity is a good thing virginity is an awesome thing the Bible teaches. 
Now, I'm not saying as well that if you have lost your virginity and you're Christian, that um, somehow you're not a child of God, you're not righteous anymore. It is true that you have lost your virginity, you can never, virginity and you can never get it back because you gave it. But it doesn't mean you're not righteous or not a child of God or you should be shunned. I'm not saying that. But the idea that even some Christians said, not just the world, but some Christians I've talked to uh, call, at least from a guy's perspective, I can't say from a girl's perspective how they talk when they um, uh, have sex with a guy. Girl talk, I, I'm not a girl, so I don't know. But from a guy's perspective, when they say, oh, you scored, oh, you got to the, you know, fourth, third base, fourth base, you hit a home run, like, that's not what the Bible calls it. And we shouldn't laugh about that when people fornicate and people, I know movies may get comedy and whatnot, but the Bible doesn't call it all those things I just mentioned. It's it's debauchery. It's violation. It's tarnish tarnishment. It's those things. So we need to keep that in mind with, um, I can't hold out. Like we need to keep in mind that that's what God calls it. When we make light of that, that's where we're opening the door that to ourselves that we say, you know what, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's fine. It's stuff like that. So, um, and I know that, uh, this leads to this next thing that um, dating versus courting. Um, some people, courting people have made fun of dating people and dating have made fun of courting people. Um, so my answer to that is it's up to you and God. You need to be honest with yourself and you need to talk to God about that. Um, I have been involved with courting and dating. Um, neither one is wrong. People have found their spouse through courting and people have found their spouse through dating. Um, if you don't know what courting is, it's different for every everyone or every group. Uh, I've talked to different people who've courted and they have different rules or boundaries that they set up for themselves. Um, I've talked to one person that said courting for me is I'm never alone with the girl. I always have a chaperone until I'm engaged to the person. Um, another person I've talked to said, oh, um, I'm never going to kiss that person I'm courting until, um, you know, I'm at the wedding. Uh, it's just, it's just different for everyone uh, in my experience. Now, some people make fun of that. Some people, th uh, think that's a joke, but they are have happy marriages. They never fall into sexual sin, um, and they were fine. And then a lot of people I heard that I've talked to for dating, I hear. Let, let me say this. Um, I've heard people fall more into sexual sin in dating than courting. Uh, in my lifetime, now I'm not saying oh you need to court. I'm not saying that. That's between you and God. But. At the same time, there's benefits to dating as well. Um, well I'm not going to spend too much on it because I'm sure everyone that's listening. Uh, courting is more of a rare thing uh, in my I, I've seen in my lifetime. Um, I don't I probably don't explain benefits of dating, um, but you can have you can kind of mix the two in one sense. 
again, this is all opinion. I'm saying this. I'm not saying this is the word of God. You have to do this. What I am saying is sex is wrong and you shouldn't be doing that dating or recording. But you can mix the two. Listen to ideas of um, boundaries in in both. Um, You can have your own thing. You can mix it up. Uh, That's the beauty of it. That you can... And you might say, well, if I do that, then I'm not going to find a guy. I'm not going to find that girl because no one's going to think the way I do. There's my dog again. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the beauty of that is, or I'm sorry. So you might say to yourself, oh, I'm not going to find that guy then. How am I going to find that person? Uh, because no one practices that, what um, you're talking about. It is always true that there's other fish in the sea. And I'll go even further. There's always someone who's going to either agree with that or is going to be willing to agree with that. Um, I, it, And I'm not faking, making fun of the courting crowd, the courting Christians. But I, when I was younger, I always looked at courting and I said, how are they going to find someone? No one's going to agree with that. But. The ones I know that courted are happily married, found their spouse, and it's awesome. So I don't, I don't make fun of that. Um, I support whatever God leads you to do. Um, so, anyways, so there, I could keep going on and on, and I, I'll come back to this, like the other um, uh, rightly divide topics. But um, yeah, so like I said last episode, it's possibly possible to be celibate. Listen to the first episode. Uh, uh, the first part of this topic and you'll know what I'm talking about um, and boundaries boundaries um, both think really think about this really study those scriptures that I gave and just in case you didn't hear it it's Hebrews 4:15 it's Genesis 39 7 through 12 verse Corinthians 7 7 through 9. 1 Corinthians 15.33, Genesis 34.1-2. Really read those scriptures and just talk to God about them. Now, it already is settled about uh, sex without marriage is wrong. You don't really need it. You can study it, but it, it's wrong. But at least for the boundary area, you know, talk to God. If you're single or you're even dating with someone right now, you're listening Really think about it and say, okay, do I really have boundaries? Do am I really taking God seriously in this area? So, um, anyways, I'll I'll conclude on that, and uh, I will see you this Wednesday for the next episode of Verity Talk. And uh, have a good night. God bless.